Are you ready to take charge of your wellness journey? Introducing Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense, the ultimate three-in-one capsule for digestive health and gut barrier protection. Made by a woman-owned wellness brand, Equilibria ensures you're never alone on your path to well-being, offering personalized one-on-one support. EQ's Microbiome Defense is not just any probiotic supplement. It's carefully crafted with probiotics studied specifically for women's health, supporting digestion, immunity, and even skin health. Plus, with consistent use, you'll notice improved energy, mood, and radiant skin. I'm most excited about overall gut health. As I get older, I'm realizing the importance of a healthy gut, and EQ's Microbiome Defense makes it easy. Are you ready to experience the benefits firsthand? Head to myeq.com and use code AFFIRMATIONS for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code AFFIRMATIONS at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. Hey y'all, happy holidays. Just so you know, Home for the Holidays is a three-part series and this is episode two. So if you haven't heard episode one, please go and check that out or listen through to this one and then go back to that one. If you please, it will be linked down below in the show notes. Today, we're gonna explore three types of loss. The loss of a loved one, the loss of time, and the loss of a relationship you may have thought was here to stay. No matter the loss, we still grieve. And that can be especially difficult during what is supposed to be the greatest time of year. What is going on, beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I'm your host, Tyra the Creative, actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. For my birthday this year, one of my best friends who couldn't make it to my birthday party sent me a text. He said, and I quote, It is such a blessing to see you enter another year. I know you faced so many unexpected challenges and losses since your last birthday, but I've seen you remain steadfast in your faith and your journey towards healing, loving, living, and dreaming. I'm so inspired by you. You are a light friend, a very bright light. This year will be jammed full of ventures that increase your luminance and reach. I just know it. Ooh. And after that, after I read that, I started to cry and I got a little choked up just now as well. But when I thought about it, I I also had this overwhelming feeling of gratefulness. And I even felt slightly accomplished because even though this last year has been filled with loss and unexpected loss, I did remain steadfast. I did keep going. I did get up every day and find a reason to keep on chugging along. Even though I was grieving, I was still able to appreciate the fullness of my experiences. And with that being said, let's jump into this episode's affirmation. So today's affirmation is, I allow myself to grieve 
and find joy in the season. Let's drop right in, you guys. I allow myself to grieve and find joy in the season. I allow myself to grieve and find joy in the season. I allow myself to grieve and find joy in the season. I allow myself to grieve and find joy in the season. Let's say it one last time together. I allow myself to grieve and find joy in the season. In the last year or so, I have lost my dog who was in my life for 18 years. I became single again and had to grieve a relationship that I was starting to think would be around for the long haul. And the cherry on top for me earlier this year, I lost my great grandma, Willie Mae, the matriarch of our very close knit family. The holidays are normally a time to celebrate the end of the year and embrace joy, happiness, and well, the holiday spirit. But that can look a lot of different ways for people. So let's jump in. Balancing the holidays and grief and loss is a huge challenge. And before we really dive into this, this is what I am telling myself during this holiday season. It's okay to feel. It's okay to be sad. It's okay not to be in the Christmas spirit. During the holidays in the past, when I would feel upset, sad, or not in the mood for any reason, I would also feel guilty, guilty that I'm wasting time being sad and not enjoying the moment. But as I get older, I remind myself that giving myself grace and the space to feel is a thousand, one million times more important than a holly jolly Christmas. So today I'm going to share with you some strategies to navigate your feelings of grief and loss. And y'all, Like I'm saying, I am right here with y'all. These are the things that I am personally using this holiday season as well. So the first thing, and I think the literally like the first step of all of this is to acknowledge and accept your emotions. Acknowledge the range of emotions you may be experiencing and understand that it's okay to feel a mix of joy and sorrow during the holiday season. In Monday's episode, I mentioned taking a step away to gather yourself. If you start to feel overwhelmed with emotion or like you want to go let out a scream, a cry, or you just need to take a breath, do that. Especially if you are traveling home for the holidays and you're not in your normal safe spaces, take that second to go stand in the bathroom. Take that second to go stand in the closet. Whatever you need, take a walk outside Whatever you need, do that. 
The next thing I would do is create new traditions. Establish new traditions that honor the past while allowing you to grow and change. Adapt or even create rituals that celebrate the memories of your loved one or acknowledges changes in your life. One of the biggest things that I have been thinking about since um, my great grandma Willie Mae went to be with the Lord is how can I honor her name? And I have a couple of ideas, but I really haven't come to a, uh, you know, a decision on what I really want to do. But one thing that I am doing, I, I know that this is probably going to become a thing. I will probably be one of the chosen ones to make her pies for the holidays. And while it's not technically a new thing because it's her recipes, it's, it's a new tradition because now the baton is being passed to me. Um, if you guys don't know, I am a pastry chef and I do make a lot of my grandmother's recipes um, all the time. But now that one of my grandmothers is no longer with us, I do. Family members have already been turning to me saying, are you making pies this this Christmas season? And I'm like, oh, wow, um, I guess I am. So the next thing, the next strategy that you can um, employ this holiday season is trying to express your grief creatively. And I know everybody doesn't necessarily exercise their creative muscles, but I'm here to say every human being on this earth is creative. We are expressive beings and creativity is innately within us. So try to find healthy outlets for expressing your grief, like um, writing, art, pottery. And one of the biggest things that I'm excited about doing when I go home, which I talked about in Monday's episode as well, is my best friend Bria and I are going to be using this app called ClassPass. And I was looking on the app. And there are tons of things that you can do. It's really for like health and wellness, but there are so many um, like activities that you can do on the app. And I'm going to link my like link. I have like a little, this is not sponsored y'all, but I, I have a link for a free month trial. And honestly, I think it's perfect. So you guys can download the the free month. And what happens is you get credits that you can go on the app and see what's happening in your area. What kind of like workout classes, maybe there's like spas, you can even get your hair done on there. I saw a um, tap class on there for out here in LA that I'm going to do in the new year. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just so, this is so dope because I can pay one subscription. I think I pay like $15 a month for mine, y'all. But I'm, like I said, I have a free month and it gives you like, I don't want to lie to y'all, but it gives you bonus credits. So you start with like 60 something credits. And what I've realized is that each class can range um, from like three credits. So I've seen some for like 12 credits. So you get a lot of bang for your for your buck. But I love that I can just pay for one app and then try a bunch of different things and see what sticks for me. So figure out how or not even figure out, try 
different ways to express your grief creatively, maybe something that you've never done before. Um, I think that could definitely help out a lot. The next thing, the next strategy, I keep saying thing. I don't really like saying thing. The next strategy is give yourself permission to grieve because there's a difference between acknowledging, okay, yes, this happened. Okay. Yes. I'm feeling this, but now you have to say, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to feel. It's okay to cry. It's okay to scream. It's okay to punch something. It's okay to break something. Have you ever heard of those rage rooms? I definitely need to go to one in the new year. But grant yourself the time and space to grieve authentically in a raw way. Recognizing that healing is a gradual process. So be patient and understanding with yourself as you navigate through the complexities of loss because it's a very colorful process. It's very complex. You never know where you're going to be on each day. So give yourself permission to go through that grieving process. There are seven stages of grief. I've talked about this in the past. Um, I do have an episode on grief if you want to dive deeper into the seven stages, but we have to, and it's hard. I'm not saying that any of this is easy, y'all, but we have to lean into giving ourselves permission to grieve. The next strategy that I'm definitely nervous about, but I'm definitely going to do it, is to seek support. Now, I've talked about therapy on the podcast. I go to therapy, but I also want to seek support in my family and friends, especially because specifically with the loss of my grandmother, we we all experience that loss. We all experience that grief from that same shared moment. So I want to connect with others who understand my experience and can provide me comfort and companionship. And it's, it's a, it's a two way street. I can provide support the same way they provide support. One of the things that has been on my mind lately is making as, you know, pertaining to my um, great grandmother is making sure that her kids are okay. Now y'all, her kids are my grandmother, my mom's mom and my great aunts and my great uncles. And I it's just such a blessing to be able to still have all of them in my life, but I have to realize that they just lost their mom and this is their first Christmas ever without their mom. So I really want to provide that support as well and create that network because we all have a shared experience, a shared experience of loss. The next strategy, which I will be also employing with like my family is memorializing and celebrating. Celebrating don't have to look like, woo, 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 let's celebrate. But I really want to create a memorial or engage in activities that celebrate the life of my loved ones. So the life of my great grandmother, the life of Lexi, you know, Lexi was in my life for 18 years, y'all. Most of my life, I'm 29. I turned 29 this year. So I had her since I was 10 years old. That's basically a newborn. So I'm really going to lean into finding meaningful ways to express gratitude 
for the positive impact that these beings had on my life. Now it's going to look a little different from my dog to my grandmother, but Lexi really played a huge role in who I am today. She was my first big responsibility. She lived out here in LA with me. She taught me how to love unconditionally. So I, we have a portrait that we took and I definitely want to get that framed and put up. And I have a a necklace that I really, really want. And I'm just finding different ways, whether it's tangible or whether it's uh, internal to memorialize, to memorialize and celebrate these people that I love. Another big thing that we can do, and I'm going to talk about this in every episode, y'all, is prioritizing self-care. Just because it's the holidays don't mean your self-care go out the window. Just because you went home for the holidays don't mean your self-care go out the window. You cannot have a fulfilling holiday experience if you are not taking care of yourself. So prioritize your self-care. Nurture your physical and emotional well-being. Take time to rest. Eat nourishing foods. Also eat, you know, them Christmas pies and, you know, all the Christmas food. But remember to eat nourishing foods. Hydrate yourself. And in Engage in activities that bring you comfort and solace, even if you are in a new space for the holiday season. One thing that I was talking to a friend about the other day is being on. I don't want to be on 24-7, especially when I go home. Being on and home don't even go in the same sentence, right? So I am making sure that I'm prioritizing, taking a step back um, and spending time with Tyra and making sure that I'm doing all of the self-care needs that need to happen. If I need to go take a nap, I'm gonna go take a nap. If I need to go take a walk, I'm gonna take a walk. If I need to open up my Calm app and do a quick five-minute meditation, I'm gonna open my Calm app and do a quick five-minute meditation, okay? And I'm also excited to work out while I'm home, especially during the holidays. I tend to get a little lazy, but I think since there, I have a couple of friends that are coming home as well. Friends that, you know, I talk to on the regular, not just hometown friends. Um, we've already made plans to work out and I'm just, I'm really pumped about that. I really am. The next thing that we have a few more to go through, you guys, <laughs> I'm gonna keep this short and sweet because these episodes were honestly supposed to be a little shorter than our Sunday episodes, but that's okay. This is my gift to y'all. The next strategy is recognize the need for change. Acknowledge the inclination to hold on to old traditions and also acknowledge the importance of recognizing when it's time to establish new ones for personal healing and growth. So like I said, I was in a relationship and that relationship ended abruptly and I didn't really think that it was going to end, not going to lie. But even though we started to build a routine and things that, and talk about things that we wanted to do, I can't live in that space because that space is no longer for me. We're no longer together. So I knew that I needed to switch up what I was doing for like the holiday season because we did spend the holidays together last year. And I was, you know, even though it was still very new in the grand scheme of things, When you think somebody is going to be around for a while, you think somebody is going to be around for a while. So 
I acknowledged that I wanted to hold on to what was being built, but I also realized that I have to switch this up. Um, so with that being said, another strategy is collaborative tradition building. Involve your loved ones in the process of creating new traditions, especially if you guys are grieving together, putting all your brains together to create a meaningful tradition would just be amazing. So engage in communal reflection, adapt old elements and celebrate the evolution of holiday traditions as a testament of your resilience and growth. Remember that navigating grief is a very personal journey and everything that we have talked about just now can change based on how you feel in that day and your individual needs. The most important thing with all of this is to make sure that you're being compassionate with yourself and seek the type of support that aligns with your unique experience of loss during the holiday season. Growing up, Black voices in media, though hard to come by, were my compass. Here at AFBG, Black representation is the very heartbeat of what we do. Representation isn't just about visibility. It's about carving out a space where Black stories can thrive and resonate. From pioneers like Oprah Winfrey breaking barriers on TV to amazing women like Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, and Taraji P. Henson, who showed me that Black girls can command the screen. These Black faces and voices have been a guiding light in my life, not only by entertaining me, but also educating me and empowering me. And now, NPR brings you the next generation of influential Black voices in their new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, each told from a unique Black perspective that is as nuanced as the Black experience itself. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I recently listened to the episode titled, For Black Men, Barriers to Mental Health Care Can Be Complex, and I love how the hosts seem to create a safe space for discussing these complex barriers Black men face when accessing mental health care. It was very refreshing to hear the classic NPR vibe, but with a soulful twist. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in America's story, but now they are the story. Because stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. ADHD, a four-letter acronym that stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Across our society and throughout modern history, it has also come to represent harmful stereotypes, debilitating assumptions, and unconscious bias. If you have ADHD, it can be overwhelming to find the right treatment. That's where Done comes in. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. Unlock your path to better focus now at get.donefirst.com podcast. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength. 
Fun fact about me, I'm not a big drinker. And the older I get, the more I look for new ways to relax. If you're like me, consider Recess Mood, a healthier alternative to alcohol. Y'all already know, self-care is essential here, and we are being more intentional with the things we put into our bodies. Recess Mood is a magnesium and adaptogen-infused sparkling water with real fruit goodness, only 20 calories, and no added sugar. It enhances your mood and helps balance stress for that calm, cool, and collected feeling. And don't even get me started on flavors y'all strawberry rose raspberry lemon grapefruit tangerine they are all very good but right now the raspberry lemon is my absolute fave so you deserve a healthier way to unwind and recess mood is offering you 15% off so head to takearecess.com slash affirmations and treat yourself to a more relaxed guilt-free you and you can also find the link down in the show notes below Let's quickly talk about our friends that are maybe not going home for the holidays. We all can still be experiencing grief and loss. So I really wanted to quickly touch on any of you who may be staying where you're at right now for the holiday season. The biggest strategy that I have also had to employ with not being home right now for the holidays, because as you guys know, I live in Los Angeles. I did not go home for Thanksgiving. So I do have that dual experience of going home for the holidays and not going home for the holidays, right? So the biggest strategy is to cultivate solo traditions. If you are not going home for the holidays, consider cultivating solo traditions that bring you joy and comfort. Explore what that can look like. This could be watching your favorite movies, cooking a special meal for yourself, or taking a reflective walk in nature. Oh, I've also, you guys, and this is on my bucket list for 2024, but I've been seeing those getaway houses where you like lock your phone in a box and you go and you're in this, uh, like basically doing a retreat. I really would like to do something like that. Cultivate your own solo traditions. I spent the majority of December here in Los Angeles and I was also here for Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving Day, I decided that I wanted to go do pottery. So I went and did pottery all day and it brought me so much joy. And then later that night, I went to the movies and I saw Wish. It was a great night for me. One of the things that I want to point out about that is when I was still living at home, one of my best friends, Daria, and I would always go to the movies on Thanksgiving night. And that was really something that I wanted to continue doing. But she lives in Boston. I live out in Los Angeles. I said, you know what? I'm going to cultivate that solo tradition. I must still go to the movies. Granted, it was a tradition that I already started, but now that I'm here by myself or, you know, we're on opposite sides of the country, it's now a solo tradition for me. And I love that for me. Another thing that you can do is connect virtually. Now, this can be like a two-way street. I, I've talked to friends about this and they're like, I don't really want to spend a lot of time on the phone because then I feel left out. I'm having FOMO and all of this, which is fine. But you can also leverage technology to stay connected with your loved ones, even if you can't be physically present. So schedule a virtual gathering, even if it's not on the day of, maybe that can you know help your FOMO. Schedule virtual gatherings. 
FaceTimes or online actual online activities, you know, like a game, a, a virtual game night to share moments with your family and friends. This can help alleviate those deep feelings of isolation and foster a sense of togetherness. And I also know that there are some people who maybe you don't go home because you don't really get jiggy with your family like that. And it's okay. That happens. But something that I especially learned living out here in L.A., is chosen family is very important. So for the holiday season, build your own support network. You know, build a chosen family. Surround yourself with close friends or individuals who provide understanding, empathy, and a sense of belonging, you know. Strengthen connections with those friends that you met where you live now. Maybe they're still in the town as well, especially in a place like LA, there's a lot of people who are transplants, myself included, who don't go home for the holidays. So there are a lot of friendsgivings and friendsmas parties and stuff. Lean into that. I always think about this. As humans, we are not meant to be isolated. We love togetherness. We love interacting with other humans. And that can look a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. But in a general sense, spending 100% of the time in isolation is, you know, not good for our mental health. So figure out who your chosen family is, or if you already know who those chosen people can be, hit them up. You never know if you've built relationships with people who are actually from the town that you're in, that it's that happens not to be where your family is, or if you don't really have family to go to. Still call those friends up. Don't feel like you're intruding. Don't feel like you'll be a burden. Just take a breath and say, hey, can I spend the holidays with y'all? I've spent the holidays with friends and friends have come and spent the holidays with my family. And every time a friend has come to spend the holidays with my family, my family um, welcomes them with open arms and vice versa. I have a great time. It still feels very festive. Now, I haven't spent Christmas specifically with anyone else's family, but I have spent other holidays and it it's definitely a great experience. And the last thing I want to touch on for a strategy, especially if you are not going home for the holidays, is volunteer. Give back. This is something that I really want to dive into in 2024, but Channel all of that energy into something positive, like volunteering during the holidays. There's so many different ways you can give back during the holidays and contributing to a cause you believe in not only provides you with a sense of purpose, but it also connects you with more like-minded individuals. Volunteering can create a very fulfilling and meaningful holiday experience, allowing you to make a positive impact and build a sense of community outside of your familial relationships. And also, volunteering and giving back, it gives you a dopamine rush like no other. It feels so great to be doing something good for other people, especially during the the holidays. So if you are in a space where it's like, okay, maybe you're new to the area you're in, maybe you just don't really want to hang out with family or friends, 
there's always ways to volunteer. Maybe you can work at like a food pantry or hand out meals on Christmas or something like that. It can really, you never know where it'll lead you. That's the biggest thing I'll say. And it'll also give you a dopamine rush as well. The holidays can be yucky. If you aren't in a celebratory mood, that's okay. If you're grieving but still want to celebrate, even if it's uncomfortable and maybe tiring, that's okay too. One of the most beautiful parts of life I'm coming to realize is experiencing the fullness of our emotions. This may sound cliche, y'all, but it makes me feel alive. Growing up, I suppressed my feelings so deeply that most of the time I'd feel numb. So even through all of the loss and grief I'm experiencing this holiday season, I'm grateful that I'm feeling again. Now I know that's not the case for everybody and it hasn't always been the case for me. But loss, whether recent or distant, can cast a very unique shadow on celebrations. Remember. It's okay to grieve, to be pissed off about what happened, to opt out of celebrating, to feel the weight of the absence, and to honor the memories that shaped the love you shared. In embracing grief with compassion, cherishing the memory of your loved ones with grace, and finding strength to establish new traditions, you're not just weathering the storm, you're cultivating resilience. So in these moments of reflection and transition, know that your journey is valid and all of your emotions are acknowledged. May you find solace, warmth, and the courage to continue putting one foot in front of the other. Happy holidays. Uh-oh, you guys, you know what time it is. It is time for our fun closing segment. Now, I got to bring the mood up with this because we have been talking about grief and loss for this episode. But our fun whole, um, closing segment today is going to be a hol- Well, it's going to be a two-part, actually, because I really want to share some with y'all. But it's going to be a holiday movie marathon. So what y'all watching for the holidays? Have you been watching Christmas movies? Let me let y'all in a little secret. I am a sucker, a complete and total blow pop sucker for Hallmark movies. (laughs) Y'all love Hallmark. Okay, so when I go home for the holidays, I always watch Hallmark movies with my mama. But when I'm not at home, I don't have Hallmark. So I watch a lot of Amazon Prime and Netflix. So the three holiday movies that I am loving this holiday season, one is the holiday calendar. It came out in 2018 and I watch it every year. If you do not know what the holiday calendar is, it's starring um, Kat Graham and Quincy Jones. And it's about a holiday advent calendar that she gets from her grandfather, who was actually played by an actor who passed away earlier this year. Um, But he gives her an advent calendar and it's magical. 
And you already know it's a Christmas movie. So at the end of the movie, she falls in love with her best friend. Love it. Watch it every year. And I'm so sorry if you haven't seen it. But y'all know how Christmas movies be ending anyway. The next movie is, drumroll please, da, 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 The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. I love that movie. Y'all, I love that movie. I'm gonna leave it at that. And then a new movie that I watched this year that I will definitely add to my rotation is a new Eddie Murphy movie. It's called Candy Cane Lane. Now, I've heard some people say, okay, I don't like it, but I loved it. And I'll tell you why I loved it. Because they told the story of Christmas in a slightly different way that felt new to me. And they almost got me at the end. I ain't gonna tell you what happened since this is a new movie, but they almost got me at the end. So, let me know, DM me on Instagram or whatever. Let me know what your holiday movies are that you always go to. I will say this. I said this in the last episode, but I've never really watched the claymation movies, but a lot of people love those. I want to love those too. So when I go home, I'm going to try to watch those with my mama. Okay, so that's the holiday movie marathon. But I also wanted to share a holiday recipe with you guys as well. Like I said, you guys know that I'm a chef, and you also know that earlier this year, my great-grandma Willie May went to be with the Lord. She's having a party with the Lord right now. Um, So I wanted to share one of her recipes that I have been making for a while, and when I was the head pastry chef at um, a restaurant here in Los Angeles, I added this to our menu, our dessert menu, and it went completely crazy. People were crazy for it. So I'm glad that I was able to take her recipe, put it into a restaurant, and people love it. And it fly off the shelves. I really felt a sense of pride in that. So um, the recipe is linked down below in the show notes if you guys want to actually make it. But it is a buttermilk pie. If you don't know what a buttermilk pie is, it is one of the most delicious things ever. It's a custardy, sweet, soft pie that is literally made with buttermilk and eggs. And I've been making this recipe since God knows when, y'all. I've been making it for a long time, but it is always one of my best sellers when I do like holiday menus. I've made it for friends out here in Los Angeles and it literally blows people's minds. It's a very simple pie to make. It's very easy to make, but it is so good. Imagine vanilla ice cream in pie form. That's the best way I can put it. There's a little bit of nutmeg in there because there's a little bit of, to add a little bit of warm spice, but y'all, it's good. Very easy to make. And you can just put it in one of those all like pre-prepared um, pie tins that you get from the grocery store. I'm gonna link it down below. and. For those of you who are like, girl, I didn't know you was a pastry chef. Yes, I'm a pastry chef. And I also have a pastry newsletter that is going to be ramping up in the new year. And y'all, my newsletter was uh, featured in Tastemates newsletter, which is amazing. God is good all the time, right? So join my newsletter because we have big things planned in 2024 uh, for the food newsletter. So if you like dope recipes and want to receive recipes from your favorite black girl pastry chef, 
then, you know, click the link down below in the show notes to just sign up for the newsletter. Right now, I'm only doing one newsletter a month, but I also have an Instagram my chefy Instagram is called Tyra's Table. It's Tyra's dot table on Instagram. So T-Y-R-A-S dot T-A-B-L-E. And you'll find all of my recipes. And I actually did make a video of my great grandma Willie Mae's buttermilk pie. So if you guys end up making this pie, please let me know. I would love to see it. Whether it's a photo, you can send me an email, whatever. I would actually love to see it. It would make my holiday season. And with that being said, you guys, that is all that I have for you today. So join us again on Friday, which is in two days for the last episode of this three-part series, Home for the Holidays. We've delved into the nuances of being an adult child returning home to be with your parents and your family and dealing with uncomfortable and intrusive conversations and how to set firm boundaries around that. Today we talked about navigating grief during the festivities and I gave you some very simple strategies to try to get you through the holiday season. And in our final episode on Friday, we'll dive a little deeper into the art of self-care during the holidays, ensuring that you prioritize your well-being as we bid farewell to 2023 and we open our hearts and minds to what 2024 has to offer. So until then, take a deep breath. Think about how you'd like to spend the last few days of the year and I'll catch up with you on Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, leave us a review because I definitely read them all and I love y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with me so much. And follow us on Instagram at Affirmations of Black Girls, on threads at Affirmations of Black Girls, on YouTube at Affirmations for Black Girls, on Facebook at Affirmations of Black Girls. I saw a couple of you guys went over there and started showing the Facebook some love. The Facebook is popping, okay? Join the Facebook, okay? And um, what else? Oh, Twitter, AFBG underscore podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Thank you guys so much. I'll catch up with you again on Friday for the final episode of Home for the Holidays. And remember the breathe. And I'll see you guys again soon. This is Affirmations for Black Girls. Mm-hmm.